The focus of the second parak of Kedushin is the act of Kedushin, how that needs to be performed, and whether the act would be a valid Kedushin, and the woman would now be forbidden to marry anybody else, and if they decide not to marry each other, she will receive a get. It's the first stage of real marriage, and just like in many legal matters, if one needs to perform an action in order that a transfer of ownership take place, for example, so I'm able to appoint a messenger to do that on my behalf, and there is a rule that the messenger that somebody appoints is considered to be like the person himself. When the messenger acts, it's as if the person who sent him is acting. So to regarding Kiddushin, and therefore one is able to appoint a messenger, like we saw in the beginning of the Perek, to perform the Kiddushin on their behalf. Now what happens if I'm in a Shluchai, one who tells his messenger, say, go out, and perform Kiddushin on a particular woman in a certain place. And he specifies where he should do it. And the messenger went and performed the Kedushin on that woman, but in a different place. She is not considered to be Mekudeshes. The Kedushin is invalid. Since this person is only considered to be Kemosoi, like the person who sent him, to the extent that he is fulfilling the person's instructions. But as soon as he does something which he wasn't told to do, he was told to perform Kedushin in place A. And he went and did it in place B. He was never appointed to do Kedushin in place B. And therefore, concerning that action, he is not considered to be the person's messenger. And as such, the Kedushin will be invalid, just like if anybody performs Kedushin on behalf of somebody else, if he wasn't appointed to do so. Continues the Mishnah, however, if you told him, perform Kedushin on a particular woman, and he added, She is situated in a particular place. The Kedushin, if in that case he went and did the Kedushin in a different place, she is considered Mekudeshes and the Kedushin is valid, since it's clear that this wasn't part of the actual instructions. The instructions, and what he appointed him to do, was to perform Kedushin on that woman. He said you should know that she's situated in that place, so that the messenger will know where she is, where to find her. But it's not part of the actual instructions and appointment of the messenger, and therefore the Kedushin is valid, even if he ends up doing it in a different place. Mishnah Hay, one is able to make a neder. A neder is a vow where one prohibits certain things for him to benefit from them. For example, one could make a neder that I'm not going to benefit from any fruit. And the Mishnah says that Hamakadish Isha, one who performs Kedushin on a woman, on condition that she is not bound by any vows. She hasn't prohibited herself to benefit from anything. And she accepts the Kedushin, and later on, Adorim. It is found that she is actually bound by certain Adorim. He finds out later that actually she had made a neder not to benefit from certain things. And we're talking specifically about things which are relatively large Nadorim, significant things which a regular person would be particular about his wife being bound by such a neder. For example, she made a neder not to have any meat. Or the brings a different example that she wouldn't wear coloured clothes. These things, a regular husband is going to not appreciate his wife doing these things. He's going to be against it, and therefore, that is what is included in his condition. So if he finds out that she really has got um, these Ndarim, in a Mukudeshes, she's not considered to be Mukudeshes. The Kedushan is invalid, because this is a Mekartous. It is an acquisition. A Kedushan is a type of acquisition, you're acquiring the woman. You're not acquiring her like you're able to acquire money or objects, but it's a particular type of acquisition which is relevant for marriage terms. 
and an acquisition which is based on misinformation, where one of the people involved didn't know an important piece of information, so that acquisition would be invalid. Now what happens if he didn't yet find out that she had Nadarim, and Kenosa, he married her, he went through the Nisuin, which is the final stage of marriage, so after that they're considered fully married, but at the time of the Nisuin, Stam, it was unspecified, he didn't mention the condition which she had made at all, and they went through the whole Nisuin process under the Chuppah, and he didn't mention, mention anything, and then later on, the Nadarim, it is found that she does have Nadarim upon her, she is bound by particular Nadarim which she had made previously, in this case, Tate she needs to be divorced, meaning the husband needs to give her a get. In the previous case, the husband doesn't need to give her a get, because the condition was never valid in the first place. In this case, however, the mission says that he does need to give her a get, and the reason is because we're concerned that the fact that he didn't mention the condition at all throughout the entire process of the Nisuin, well, since the time that he made the Kedushin, we assumed that he might have gone back on the condition. And he's actually willing to marry her even without that condition. Even if she has gone to Dorim, he forgoes that condition which he made. In which case, the marriage would be fully valid. And because of that possibility, we're not sure, but because there is a possibility involved, she can't just go and marry anybody else without receiving a get from this husband. That is possibly violating a very severe prohibition of marrying a man whilst you're already married to a different man. And therefore, out of doubt, we are strict and require him to give her a get if she wants to marry somebody else. If she wants to, she could just remain married with him, unless she perform another act of Kedushin, which is certainly valid. The Azanei Mishnah adds that although he gives her a get in order that she is certainly divorced, she does not receive a kasuba. Kasuba is the amount of money. It's really a document which is drawn up at the time of the Kedushin and states that if she is going to be divorced, then she will receive a certain amount of money from her husband. So the Mishnah says in this case she will not receive the kasuba because regarding this, this is considered to be a monetary matter, whether she will receive money from the husband or not. And concerning monetary matters, there is a rule of that if somebody wants to take money from somebody else, he can only do so if he can prove that he's entitled to that money. But in this case, where she can't prove that he went back on his condition, therefore she cannot receive that money. So he wouldn't need to give her the money, but he wouldn't need to give her a divorce if she wishes to marry somebody else. On a similar note, the Mishnah brings another example now. If he performs condition on her on condition that she hasn't got any severe wounds or injuries and it is found that really she has got wounds later on she had the wounds at the time of the Kedushin but they only find out about it later on she's not considered to be Mekodeshes it's invalid because it's a Mekartos however if before he found out about these wounds he married her fully he went through the stage of Nisuin without specifying that condition again and after that he found that she has got wounds upon her again she needs to be divorced with a but she wouldn't receive the kasuba for the reasons she explained in the first half of the Mishnah. Now, which type of wounds are we talking about? If she has a little injury on her finger, which is going to heal in another week's time, that's not going to invalidate the Kedushin. It's something which the husband is particular about, and the Mishnah says that the general rule is that any wound which would invalidate a koyen from serving in the base Hamikdash, and there's a long list of that which the Mishnahis in Meseches Bechiris go through. So if she has one of those equivalent wounds, then place the Manoshim, it would invalidate the woman's Kedushin, because the husband will be particular about such a wound. Now, this is not an absolute rule. There are certain wounds which would invalidate the woman's Kedushin, and yet a Kohen would still be able to serve in the Mishnah But the general rule is this. Alright, Mishnah Vov, we learned at the beginning of the Masechta that at least according to Beis Hillel, the minimum value of the item which one gives to the woman in order to perform Kedushin, the minimum value is a Shoah Prutta. What happens if I'm a Kaddish Shtei Noshim Shoah Prutta? Somebody performs Kedushin on two women with a Shoah Prutta. 
Now, if you want to perform Kiddushan on two women, which was permitted in the times of the Mishnah, you're going to require two prutas, or an item worth at least um, uh, two prutas. And therefore, this act of Kiddushan would be invalid for both of them. Or if you perform Kiddushan on a woman with less than a Shavah Prutah. Says the Mishnah, Even if after that he sent her gifts, which was the general thing to do after one performed Kiddushan on a woman, they would send her gifts. So I might have thought that we can look at these gifts as adding to the value, or, perfa- or perhaps he's performing another act of Kiddushan, and these gifts are worth more than a Shavah Prutah. Says Mishnah, in Mukadeshes, she is not considered Mukadeshes. She machmas kiddushin or yishayim sholach, because it's clear that he is sending those gifts on the back of the first kiddushin which he performed. That he pr- probably assumes that the first kiddushin was valid, and now he assumes that they are already considered to be half married, and he's sending the gifts which were customarily sent after the kiddushin was was already had already taken place. So he can't view these as if he's doing another act of kiddushin. These are just gifts which he's giving to the woman who he, who he thinks he already performed kiddushin with. And therefore, that itself would not be another valid Kiddushin. And the Mishnah adds, V'chein Kotin Shekidesh, the same applies to a boy under the age of Bar Mitzvah who performed Kiddushin. One is not able to perform Kiddushin before the age of Bar Mitzvah. And even if, let's say, a week before his Bar Mitzvah, he performs Kiddushin, and then a week later, he sends gifts, these Sivloinus, to the person who he performed Kiddushin with. Again, that is assuming that the gifts are gifts after the Kiddushin has taken place. It is not assumed that he's trying to perform a Kiddushin again. And therefore the Kiddushin would not be valid, because the only time it was really done was before he was Bar Mitzvah, and the gifts which he sent later on will not help for the Kiddushin. Mishnah Zayin, the previous Mishnah implies that if somebody were to perform Kiddushin on two women with an object which is worth two Protois, is the value of, t- of two times of Prota, then it would be valid. And indeed that is the case if, for example, we have two women, and they both appoint the same messenger to receive Kiddushin from a particular man, and the man gives over an item worth at least two Prutais to the messenger, and he says that I want to perform Kiddushin on both of these women in one go by giving this item over. So indeed, in that case, it will be valid, and both women will be considered Mukudeshes to this man. Now, Mishnah now discusses a case where those women are related, and it's forbidden to be married to both of them at the same time. And not only is it forbidden, but if one would marry one of them first, and then would try and perform Kiddushin on the other one, the Kiddushin would automatically be invalid, because it is a high-level prohibition of the marriage, so the Kiddushin wouldn't even take hold at all if they were to do it one after the other. Now, what happens if they would do it at the same time? Says the Mishnah, Mekanish Isho Vita, one who performs Kiddushin on a woman and her daughter, or on a woman and her sister at the same time, says the Mishnah, they are not considered Mukudoshais, both of the Kiddushin is invalid. And the Gemara explains we're talking about a case where he didn't say that he is um, doing Kiddushin on both of them. He said, I'm doing Kiddushin on one of you, but he didn't say which one. In that case, it's considered to be a doubt as to which woman the Kiddushin works with, and therefore they are both considered Mukudoshais out of doubt, and they would require a divorce from him before being able to remarry another man. Umaisa, there was a story which once happened with five women, and out of those five women, two of them were sisters. And somebody gathered, he picked up a basket of figs. The figs belonged to them, they came from the women's fields. And it was Shmita produce. Shmita is once every seven years. All of the produce in the fields becomes Hefka. It becomes ownerless, and, that why, and that's why he was able to take these 
and use them for the sake of Kedushin. One is not able to use somebody else's items for Kedushin, certainly not the woman herself's item. But since it was Shmita produce, it was ownerless, he was able to take them and gain ownership of them, and then give over those figs to the women in order to perform Kedushin on them. V'omar, and he said, All of you are considered Mukadeshes to me, and performing Kedushin on all of you using this basket of figs. So it must be that the basket was worth at least five prutais. And all of the women appointed one of them to accept the Kiddushin on their behalf. And one of the women accepted the basket on behalf of all of them. The sisters are not considered Mukudoshes, just like we saw in the first half of the Mishnah. However, all of the other women's Kiddushin would be valid. Now, the Gemara explains that if it was exactly the case which the Mishnah described, then actually the Kedushin of all of them would not be valid. Because since he specified that he wants all of them to become a Kedushin to him, if not all of them can, then all of the Kedushin is invalid, because he tied all of the Kedushin of all of them in one. So the Gemara explains, we're talking about a case where he said that all of you who are fitting to be married to me, who are fitting to have relations with me, I'm performing Kedushin on you. And that way, even if the Kedushin done on the sisters is invalid, the Kedushin with the other three women would be valid. But as it may, the reason why the Mishnah brought this story is to show that the Kedushin on the two sisters is totally invalid. Just like if he was married to one of them and then did Kedushin on the other one, the Kedushin on the second one wouldn't work. So too, if he wants to do both of them at the same time, then neither of the Kedushins would be valid.